We are joined right now, though, by a guard, a rookie guard for the L.A. Rams. He was the 36th pick overall last year at a TCU. At TCU, he was a consensus All-American in 2022. He has started every single game for the Rams this year. The Rams are 9-7. and seven. They've won three straight. They have already clinched a wild-card berth. They are going to play the Niners on Sunday. We are joined via Zoom by Steve Avila. Steve, good to have you on. How are you? Hey, I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. Good to have you, dude. All right, so follow me on this. You played in the national championship game last year with TCU. You're in the playoffs in your first season with the Rams this season. Surely this is not sheer luck. This is not a coincidence, right? Winners win, <laughs> period. Safe to say, my dude, your teams go as you go. Am I right, Steve? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, if that's how you want to see it. But I know, um, uh, you know, I'm always surrounded by people who love competition. So I feel like that's why, you know, we've gotten this far. My dude, that's how you play that. Way to pick me up. Listen, you have something to do with it, all right? But to your point, you've had help. I'm curious. It's been an amazing ride. What's the ride been like? You've got everything still in front of you. I get that. But how would you describe what it's like going from playing for a natty to being drafted by a team that a couple of years ago won it all and has been to the postseason three times in four years? What's the last year been like in your life? Oh, man, it's been a lot. Um, I know, you know, right after that national championship game, everything's a little, you know, cloudy because you never know where you're going to be at. You, you never know what's going to happen. I mean, the only thing you can do is just, you know, go out there and perform at the senior bowl and, and at the combine and, you know, everything comes after. So it was a little shaky at first. It was a little overwhelming. But, um, you know, as soon as I got drafted, you know, draft day was awesome. And I, I remember as soon as I got drafted and I was just crying so much, man, it's such a blessing. But, um, you know, from there, it's, you know, you have an identity, you're a part of a team. And, you know, I wanted to, uh, pull my weight, you know, as the uh, first person off the board uh, for them. And, uh, you know, here we are. Steve Avila, I, I love that response. Like, take me back. I, obviously, it was emotional. You spent your whole life working towards that night. Like, when you're a kid playing the game growing up, you dream of draft night. What do you remember most about draft night? What was that like for you? Oh, man, I wanted to be surrounded, you know, by the people I felt like helped me, you know, throughout my career, um, throughout my life. And it was actually a little emotional. You know, we, the, I don't even think the draft started and just seeing everybody walk in, you know, you just feel, uh, you're full of emotion. All right. Specifically, that's what it means to me, man. I, I love my family. I love my friends. And I'm glad that I got to share that moment with them. Love that. All right. So I mentioned this is the rookie season for you. You always hear about players smacking into that proverbial rookie wall. Did you actually hit it? And if so, when? And then, like, as a part of the question, did you go through it? Did you go over it? What did you do with the wall? Yeah, I mean, I don't really feel like I, I hit a wall. I mean, I feel like I, I've learned something, you know, every week, um, whether it's against the opponent that I went against, whether it's a way I got beaten, I always find a way to, you know, fix that the next week. Um, and, you know, I feel like we, the way we do practices here, you know, that puts us in a position to prepare ourselves for the next week and just constantly improve. And I just feel like that's why you see a lot of the rookies that we have here, um, you know, just have gotten better. And, you know, that's why I like being here. Uh, so, yeah. But you talk about some of the rookies. I want to get into that in a minute. But you mentioned practice. So I want to ask you about practice. You've got a guy on the other side, pretty good ball player by the name of Aaron Donald. And by pretty good, I mean like maybe the best ever. Mm -hmm. What was running through your mind the very first time yeah. you lined up against him? You know, it's funny because back in college, you know, you always try to compare yourself to people who are in the NFL. And I remember me and my buddies would be like, you know, realistically, how many times do you think you can block Aaron Donald? Because, you know, football is football. And we'd always be like, oh, maybe out of 10 times, maybe three. And I will be the first one to tell them 
and it'll probably be zero. <laughs> but um, man, he he's he's one of the greatest of all time, man. Um, it's been definitely a blessing being able to go up up against him during practice. I know he's he's definitely gotten me better. Um, I feel like he makes the people around him better, and that's the type of people you you want on your team. I mean, break that down for me, Steve. How has he made you better? Obviously, going up against one of the best ever in practice is going to make you better. But how has he made you better? Mm-hmm. Oh man, just giving me the best. Uh, I mean, that's all you can ask for. I mean, he he knows how to play the game well. He knows what to do. Um, I can compare him, honestly, to an artist. I feel like, you know, the way that he plays the game is just, I feel like he walks up to the line is like, how am I going to win? You know what I mean? So he just shows me different looks and shows me different things that people can do. And, um, you know, I, I've, I've definitely taken note and I feel like it's helped me in the game. All right. So, Steve, you mentioned the rookie class. You're part of Les Snead's latest draft class and making an instant impact. He did a great job again. Of course, you got Puka Nakua, who's been incredible. Dude, can you help me with this? How has this dude gone from being a fifth round draft choice to having a chance to break the NFL rookie record for most receptions and receiving yards. I mean, I feel like it's a mindset. I mean, I feel like that thought that he was the best, you know, out there has always been, you know, probably since he was in college. Um, I mean, we first got here, we had an expectation of, you know, these younger guys need to play. Uh, I know that's how I came in. and I know that's how he probably came in. And, you know, when you have that, you have people who are pushing you, you know, to be better. Um, you know, it's just, it takes you such a long way. I mean, I know he's a great guy. He always wants to, you know, prove people wrong and, and wants to better himself for the team. And, you know, again, like that's another person that you'd want, you know, to have around you. Um, he's definitely helped me. Uh, we've had some good talks. Um, you know, it's, it's nice, you know, when you're going through the same things, sort of the same things with someone else. Um, so, yeah. Steve Avila joining us. He's a Rams rookie guard, doing a great job on the show. Hey, Steve, speaking of talks, speaking of younger guys, I could argue that over the last month that no quarterback has played better in the NFC than your guy, Matthew Stafford, age 35. Speaking of his age, his wife Kelly said something hilarious, as you know, earlier this year, when she said Matthew wasn't exactly connecting with some of the younger teammates, that they were, quote, calling him sir and bleep. What a great line, calling him Sir and Bleep. Is that how it was? And did you ever refer to the dude as Sir? Uh, no, no, I didn't. I didn't. I, I've tried to, you know, it, it's crazy because I, I grew up watching him. And I don't know if he, he to show his age, but I mean, I did. And I remember first coming in, I'm like, oh, my God, that's like Matthew Stafford. And it, you get kind of hesitant, you know what I mean? Because he, he's up there i mean he's someone you watched on tv um so um you know he, he's a great guy though man he, he's definitely you know incorporated us in a lot of the stuff uh he comes by and says a few things to us and he got us some offensive linemen some politos for, for christmas so he's I, awesome I was guy. gonna ask you about that you cut out briefly i want you to say that he he did take care of the dudes up front what did he get you guys for christmas yeah, he, he got us some cold tubs, some cold plunges. Um, they, they, uh, we actually went into the tent that we have here and they're all there. I actually had mine shipped home because I, I can't fit it where I'm staying at right now. So, um, during the offseason, I'll be sure to put that to use. He, really quickly, do you do that? For instance, we've got a home in the North Woods of Wisconsin and I've got a buddy up there who said mm-hmm. to me, you got to go. We have to do a cold plunge. I didn't do it, but this guy broke out a saw, mm-hmm. cut a hole in the ice and my two sons, I've got one son who just graduated college, one who just went into college. They did it. It looked cold as hell, bro. I didn't do it. I'm an old guy. I'm oh, not, dude, I'm not, I'm not acclimated. Have you done it? What's it like? <laughs> what are the benefits? 
Uh, honestly, I'm not going to lie to you. I just listen to what the, the, the training staff tells me to do, <laughs> which I feel like they've done a good job. I don't know. that. I mean, I do feel better afterwards, but, um, you know, it definitely is a way to recover. <laughs> but um, I, I de- basically listen to our training staff and I feel like that's why I've been healthy this whole season. So I'm going to just keep doing that. <laughs> I got you, man. Do it. If it, if it works, keep doing it. All right. Last thought. You got an interesting game and, Sunday yep. because you're already in. The Niners already have locked up that one seed. So you got a number of starters on both sides that mm-hmm. probably will not play. Easy for folks to think that this is, quote, a meaningless game. But is it? Like, how are you guys approaching it? What's your mindset? Oh, man. I mean, you play every game to win. Um, and I know that we're resting a few guys. They're resting a few guys. But you want to go into the game winning. Um, and that's just how I'm carrying myself. I want to finish out this season strong. And I know a lot of other people want to, want to do the same. Um, so we can go into our uh, playoff game, you know, uh, healthy and, you know, with confidence. So, yeah. My man, I love the way you're carrying yourself. Steve Avila, my guest. He's a rookie guard for the LA Rams. Dude, really good to have you on the show. I want to point out, I appreciate your energy. Thank I appreciate you. you. Great to have you on. Good luck this weekend. Hope we can do it again. That was fun. Cut out at the very end, but that was fun. That's fun. I like that a lot. I I like a rookie guard showing up and showing out the way he did. Good, good energy. That made it better. I like anybody who makes it better. He made it better and didn't leave me hanging when I cracked a joke early in the interview. I knew we'd be fine then. All right, Rams fan. What's your reaction to that? Let's just go back one minute. They didn't get off to the best start. And Matthew Stafford's wife, Kelly, had that great, great line about, man, he, he's having trouble connecting with the young guys because they're calling him sir and bleep. They say, like, sir to him and shit. He's like, no, 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 we're on the same level here. We're both playing in this league. It's a really funny like, line. Let me get to I, know. It makes me laugh every time. And the way Steve just put it was like, no, I never called him sir, but you got to understand, I don't want to age him, but I grew up watching him. And I know what he's accomplished. And I walk in and it's like, damn, it's Matthew Stafford. I'm blocking for Matthew Stafford. And Stafford got them all cold tubs. He said he hasn't tried his out yet because he doesn't have room for it in the place he's staying. All right, so Rams Niners. I like it. The Rams are in three times in the last four years. They're a playoff team, and they won it all a couple of years back when they pushed everything to the center of the table. Won it all in L.A. Hey, what happened to that thing that if you do all that, you're going to hit rock bottom? And then it's going to take a long time to build that thing back. They're already back. Not back, back, like Super Bowl back. But they're back. And who knows, right? Stafford is playing great ball. And their skill guys are healthy. And they've got some guys defensively that get it done. What I'm trying to say is, you don't really want to play them right now. You do not want to play them right now. All right, telephone number is 1-800-636-8686. I like the way he showed up. Also, coming up next segment, I've got Jerem McCoy. I know he'll show up a certain way because he always does. How about some ATPs? Hit me up with your ATPs. A little bit light on the ATPs, the Ask the Pros. Ask me anything you want one week into 2024. Best ones get on the air. I've been trying since Wednesday to get to this. I haven't been able to yet, but I had a great, great conversation with Kurt Warner. That's part of episode 295 of the Jim Rohn Podcast. If I can't get to it, make sure you spin that thing before the end of the weekend. Great conversation. I think you really like that. And then on top of that, Alvin has been working his week that was. Why? Because it's Ionic. Let's see what we got here. Ionic. Hey, Rome. As a Bears fan, 
that resides in Green Bay. Fields really isn't wrong, especially this year. You experienced it yourself. There is no snow and no ice. Winter recreation does not exist right now. Mike in Green Bay. There's not much to do in Green Bay except watch football. And drink and eat and get your brat on. But you're right. Without the snow, there's not a lot to do. I don't know that that's what he meant, though. You can still get your spear out and get after it. Am I right, Bill Plaschke? With the Sturgeons. Anyway, got Bill Plaschke was so far ahead of his time with that. That moment was so far ahead of its time. Plaschke was so far ahead of his time. I mean, that'd be the norm right now. That was Bill Plaschke decades ago. And having an entire bar in Green Bay wanting to call him out and fight him. For six hours waiting for a deer to run underneath a branch. You can sit in the stands after sitting on a sheet of ice trying to kill a sturgeon with a spear. How many people here have ever tried to kill a sturgeon with a spear? That's all I want to know. Yeah, look at, look at all of them. It's funny how it comes full circle, right? That was before I had children. Now I have children. One went to Wisconsin, and both of them did a cold plunge into a frozen lake. But I was like, I was as ignorant to the whole process as Plaschke was back in the day. Now, here's something amazing about Bill Plaschke that I did not know until right now. When he was going on about how many of you have ever sat in a tree waiting to kill a deer or a sturgeon with a spear? I mean, he didn't, Plaschke never struck me as an LA native, but I never really took the time to ask Bill where he was from. And I just looked it up. Louisville! Louisville! And back then he was cracking on Green Bay like that. That's kind of funny. But Mike and Green Bay is right. Right now, there's not a lot to do in Wisconsin because there's no snow. All right, when we come back, Gerald McCoy is going to join us. Still looking for your reaction. Still looking for ATPs. I know Alby's got his act covered. Talk some more football. That's coming up next. You're in the jungle. I am Jim Rome. Phone lines are open. I can get a phone call or two in if you hit me up right now. You're listening to The Jim Rome Show. Jim Rome, welcome back. Right back at it. As promised, we are joined right now by a former NFL defensive tackle. He played 11 years in the league for the Bucks, the Panthers, and the Raiders. He was the third pick overall in 2010 by Tampa Bay. He was selected to six straight Pro Bowls from 2012 to 2017. Three-time All-Pro. 59 and a half sacks for his career. He is an NFL Network analyst. Of course, I'm talking about Gerald McCoy. Gerald, great to have you on. How are you? Jimmy, what's going on, man? How you doing? Good, dude. Good. How are you, man? How are things? I'm always great, man. I woke up this morning, and I rolled over and had to turn my alarm clock off. Any day I have to do that, I'm great. So 
the day that I don't do that, then you know how I am. My man, you nailed it. What a great answer. I love that so much. All right, so let's talk some ball. The Bills and Dolphins. Gerald go head-to-head for the AFC Eastern title on Sunday. Buffalo could get as high as the two seed, or they can miss the playoffs altogether. How do you see that matchup? And then which team do you have more confidence in overall heading into the playoffs? Well, here's the thing. Uh, getting into the playoffs or... Uh, the 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 best team. A lot of people had a misconception that the best team always wins. No, uh, when it comes to the December, January, and the playoffs, the team with the most momentum is who usually wins. And right now, Buffalo just has the momentum. Win, lose, or draw, or how good it looks, it may not look great. They're winning, and they have a lot of momentum. Um, the the Dolphins are dealing with a few injuries. So I like the momentum that Buffalo is coming into Miami with. You know, Miami, um, they could win the division, but I see it if it's getting later in the game and it might be getting out of hand, they might just say, hey, listen, we're in the playoffs and Buffalo is playing for his hand or you're not. So I like I like the way Buffalo is playing. I'm leaning more towards the momentum that Buffalo is playing with over these last few weeks. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Sometimes it's the hottest team, not the best team. Gerald McCoy is joining us. Also, health is a big factor. What about Dallas? Like, Dallas wins the NFC East if they beat the four-win commanders in the district. But, you know, you've got the same old questions right about Dallas. Can they beat somebody who matters on the road? I'm talking about beyond this week. Can they beat somebody who matters on the road? Can they beat somebody who matters when it matters? In short, is there any reason to believe that they're going to make a deep run in the postseason when they haven't done so for decades? Yeah, well, when I talk about the Cowboys, um, we look at them and we say, are they capable? And, yes, they're capable. Um, If you're basing it off what we've seen, no, they haven't beat a contender on the road. But how it's looking right now, they're going to have a few home games, at least one. Um, I, I would bank on them beating the commanders. So they have that. Do they have everything necessary to go on the road and win? Yes, they do. Have they been doing it? No. So to answer your question, do I believe that they can? Yes, I believe they can. It's not like you watch the Dallas Cowboys and say, excuse me, you don't watch the Dallas Cowboys and say, oh, they can't do it. they just getting by because of this. No, they have everything necessary. They got a great pass rusher up front. They got guys in the secondary who can play. O-line, when healthy, is intact. Dak is good enough. Um, CD has taken his game to a, ne- a new level. Um, like, they have everything necessary to go on a run. They just haven't done it. So do I believe they can? Yes. But they just haven't shown it. Jeremy McCoy but joining us. That's everything necessary to do it. Yeah, right. That's the thing. I mean, it seems like every single year we say that. Yes, they can. Yeah. Yes, they're capable. Yes, they have all the tools. And then it doesn't happen. So we'll see if this year's different. Right. You, know, you mentioned they've got games at home. You know who doesn't? Patrick Mahomes. He's never had to go out on the road. Yeah. Then again, listen, if you count this guy out, then that's on you. That's pretty foolish. But he's never played a playoff game on the road or ever had receivers that drop so many passes. Can you see KC... Is there is there a path where they can get to Vegas to defend their chip, or can you just not fix what's broke? Well, here's the thing: I don't think it's the road that will bother them. It's just them in general. You know, their defense is uh, bottom of the pack in stopping the run. Their offense is bottom of the pack in running the ball. And in December, January, in the playoffs, you have to be able to stop the run and run the ball. 
they may have to go to two cold weather places in Baltimore and uh, Buffalo. They may play Cleveland, who can run the ball. They may play Miami, who can run the ball. Those are four teams that are top 11 in running the ball, and they're bottom 10 in stopping the run. Another thing they're worse, they're bad at, is taking the ball away. So if you have a stagnant offense in Kansas City, right, an offense that can't put up points, in order to help them out, you have to get extra possessions. The defense, as good as they are, they're ranked top five. They're ranked top five in, in scoring defense and overall. But they don't take the ball away and they don't stop the run. They're going to face teams in the playoffs who can run the heck out of the football. So unless this offense can start putting up some points, the defense ain't going to be enough to carry them to Vegas. I just don't see it happening. Hey, it's Joe. not the road. Everybody keeps making a big deal about him going on the road. This is Patrick Mahomes. Either you're great or you're not, and he's great. It's not about that. It's about the other things that are happening. Gerald McCoy, I'm glad you woke up this morning. I'm glad you woke up this morning and turned that alarm off. Listen, let me get your Thank thoughts. You, let me get your thoughts on the Raiders before you go, because I had some Raider fans calling up, and they're feeling really, really strongly about Antonio Pierce. You finished your career there. Pierce has gone four and four as an interim head coach. What do you make of that situation? Do you think he's done enough to keep that gig full time? Yeah, I think he has. Um, here's the thing. With wherever they bring in as a GM or wherever the direction they go, you have to understand, okay, you got to look at the pieces you have, right? Look at the direction you want to take this team and the mindset you want to have. So as as a leadership group of this team, they have to say, okay, first things first, can he coach? Yes, that's one. Second thing, do the players follow him? Will they follow this person? Can he lead a group of men, and how do they take to him? What we've seen with the turnaround that they've seen, we've seen a lot more energy. We've seen a lot of guys having fun. We've seen better interviews. We've seen better play. We've seen them put up points, something they was not doing. So clearly the players are listening and they're taking to what he's saying. Now you have to say, do I want a defensive-minded head coach or do I want an offensive-minded head coach? That's what's going to determine whether he keeps his job or not. He's got two out of the three. So if they don't mind having a defensive mind the head coach, he's done enough to keep this job. And I think everybody around us, just like when Rich Versace took over when I was there, everybody in the building said, shoot, hire Rich. We love playing for Rich. He'll have a full offseason. We love the way he coaches, what the mentality he brings, and we listen to him. I feel the same way about Pierce. They love the way he coaches, the mentality he brings. Give him a full offseason. Get him a real quarterback. And let's see what can happen. I say you give him a shot. Jerry McCoy joining us. Listen, you're a Bucks legend. And although they blew a chance to clinch last week, Tampa gets another shot against Carolina on Sunday. Do you see them advancing in the postseason if they get in? And then what would you do with Baker Mayfield? Do you think he's done enough to warrant a contract extension and be the guy there? Yeah, Baker, okay, first let's go in order. So, yes, they can advance. Uh, Philly is on the downslope right now. And if everything plays out how it's looking, Philly would have to come to Tampa to play Tampa. And I see Tampa getting revenge on them from week four, I think it was, week three or week four, week three maybe. Um, That's not the same Philly team that played then. And they've exposed themselves to a lot. So I feel like going on the road, they're just not the same dominant team that they were, and the Bucks can at least make it to the second round. Now, as far as Baker, yes, he's earned the right to get at least a two- or three-year deal moving forward. 
Now, when you talk about quarterback of the future, the thing is finding a franchise quarterback is so few and far between, it's very hard to find a true franchise quarterback. Franchise quarterback means this is our guy for the next 10 years. Okay, this is who we banking. We're hanging our, our organization on his shoulders. Baker has earned the right to be that guy for at least the next two to three years. In that span, you'll get to see, can he be our franchise guy or can he keep us afloat until we get one? But he's earned the right to be that catalyst, that that, that segue quarterback. He's either going to be the guy or he's going to be our guy for right now until we find our guy. Baker has earned it. He I, said he was injured, dealing with injuries, and he said once I'm fully healthy, you'll get to see – the real Baker, and all season consistently we've seen a really good Baker. I agree with you. I agree with everything you just said, and I think Philadelphia is going to be one and done. Hey, really quickly, I think the point you just made about a franchise quarterback and how hard they are to find. Everybody wants one. Everybody needs one, but they're so hard to find, that 10-year guy. Where do you come out? Leave me with this thought because we talked about this earlier today, and I really want your opinion. Is Justin Fields that guy? For instance, does Chicago already have their guy? Or if you're Chicago, would you move him and get the picks for him and then try and take a shot at one of the young guys coming up right now and get them going on that rookie deal? If I'm Chicago, I can't, I can't say because the reason I can't say is not – to give you a political answer, there's a couple of reasons. Um, at first, he didn't have receivers, okay? And then he showed what his talents were. He's great with his feet. You can build uh, offensive plays around him running the ball, whether it's his own reads or whether direct runs or whatever. He can make plays with his feet. As of late, they've been winning games. They're starting to turn this thing around. So here's the question. Do you take the majority of what you've seen and say, hey, listen, these last few weeks are an anomaly, or do you say he might be starting to figure it out? So let's build an offense around his skill set similar to how they did with Kyler Murray or how uh, Baltimore has done with Lamar Jackson or even how Philly has done with Jalen Hurts. Let's build an offense around his skill set, call plays where he can be on the move and, and make it easier on him, and he can make those plays because we've seen it in college. We're seeing it right now as of late. He's playing well. Or do you say, no, we need a pocket guy that can beat you with his arm. He can, he's mobile if he needs to be, but we need a guy that can beat you with his arm. We don't need a game manager. We need a game changer. That's where the decision comes in. But if I'm Chicago and I don't believe he can be that guy, you move him now while he has a lot of value. Gerald McCoy, Jonah Nesson, breaking it all down. He had a great, great NFL career, doing great work with the NFL Network as an analyst and showing up the way he always does here. My man, I appreciate you so much. Great job by you, Gerald. Appreciate that, dude. Me, I appreciate it, man, as always. And I tell you, and I mean this, and I, I think I've been pretty consistent with my word. If you call me and I'm free, I'll be back, man. Dude, you always are, and I appreciate you for it, man. Very much. Appreciate the friendship. Appreciate you, and you always show up like that. Gerald McCoy, he is a man of his word. When we call him, he does show up. Always. Always. That was fun. That's good stuff. Really good insight. Two excellent NFL interviews back-to-back. All right, so setting up the rest of the program. Albie's got the week that was, which is a lock, always. I'm looking for your ATPs. Ask me anything you want. That's coming up next. Phone lines, once again, are open. One last segment. 
1-800-636-8686. My- ATP, welcome back. Time to answer your Ask the Pros question. You get to submit a question. I get to answer it, and it's brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Think O'Reilly Auto Parts. For all of your car care needs, get the parts and service you need fast. From the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts. This guy's on it. Hey, Jim. Will the big head be attending the O'Reilly meeting with you? If so, will he put his feet up on the desk, order some drinks, and start dropping F-bombs. Mike in Temecula. He would if he were invited. But after he did that, he's no longer invited anywhere. So no, he's not going to be in attendance. He has never come to that event. I've done that event probably... I'm not sure how many years I've done that. I always look forward to it. And he has never once attended. But then again, to be fair, he's never once been invited. And to be equally fair, he never will be. Because of the reasons you just mentioned. Patrick L. writes, Wings, bone-in or boneless, blue cheese or ranch, where's the best wings you've ever had? Yo, bro, do I look that dumb? You're trying to hook me, man. I know it. I know it. Trying to hook SoCal Jim, aren't you? Come on, dude. Bone-in, blue cheese, Buffalo, New York. Don't do that. James, Happy New Year. We know you are an aficionado of crunchy-style peanut butter. Have you tried crunchy-style almond butter? It is nutritionally superior and has a price premium that discourages more common folks from buying it. Pretentiously yours, full regard, in Pacific Palisades, adjacent, a.k.a. the parking lot at Will Rogers State Beach. That's pretty funny. Mr. Rome. Would you rather live in Santa Barbara or San Diego? Respectfully, Edward Moreno. Redondo Beach, dude. Finally a good one. Finally a good one, Eddie. That's tough, Finally. That's tough. That's tough, Eddie. That's a hard call. I mean, you're talking about two towns that I love and adore. Two towns that have meant as much to me as any towns, right? Two towns where some of my best formative years have been spent, and the quality of life is great in both. I I can't answer that. You know, there are parts of San Diego where I would love to live and parts of San Diego where I might not want to live. Parts of Santa Barbara where I'd love to live and parts of Santa Barbara where I might not want to live. That's a hard call. For years and years and years and years, DJ always wanted to end up back in San Diego where we met. 
I once tried to buy some real estate up in Santa Barbara, but not Santa Barbara, actually Santa Inez. And I, I just loved it. Back, back in the day, I just wanted to go up there because you could get land before it was crazy, crazy. And I just liked the idea of just being in space, lots of space. DJ was like, damn, there is nothing to do up here. I'm like, right, right. I remember Jimmy Connors, who I know a little bit. Jimmy Connors was kind of reclusive and an awesome guy. Loved it. One of my favorite athletes ever, for the record, Jimmy Connors. He was up in San Inez, and he was there for years, and then he moved down to Montecito. And I said, why, Jimmy? Nothing to do up here? He's like, exactly. <laughs> and Jimmy, we know Jimmy. Jimmy's about action. Jimmy likes his action. Tennis, golf, and action. He'll get his gamble on. He hustles. I love Jimmy Connors. So to answer your question, Edward, I I can't answer your question. You finally stumped me, Eddie. After millions of ATPs, you finally stumped me. Bravo, bro. Bravo. I cannot answer that question. I would love to end up in either place. I love Santa Barbara, and I love San Diego. That's what's in. But I love the 949, where I am right now. Hey, here's a curveball. I love Eagle River. Albie, is it time? Let me see if I have any more. Hi, Jim. Has Cody the Ragdoll Cat seen a professional yet? Bella B, no. But I've thought about that too. I want that cat to see a cat psychologist before it's too late. Hey, Rome. I started listening to your relocation project pod last night. I'm wondering if any advice given by any guest has completely blindsided you and solved a personal problem of yours that you have been stuck on for years. Signed, Terry T. Yes, there have been some revelatory moments. Good word. You like that, Tommy? Revelatory. I don't recall ever using that on this show. Of course, that's why I host the, quote, relocation project. Almost every single episode, I have a moment like that. He's talking about the reinvention project, which returns next week. So if you're looking for that, the first episode will be next week. Alvi, let's do the week that was. Welcome to the jungle. What's cracking? A tremendous 2024 to you. I'm Jim Rome. I'm in Southern California. What's going on? Hope you had a tremendous holiday season. Hope you're ready for a big year. Let's go ahead and get it. We did get a giant gift. We're making it to another January 1st. A gift of an incredibly epic day of college football. The wrong play at the wrong time. The game deserved a better final play than that. Incredible game and an incredibly lame play at the very end. Joined now by Andy Staples. Uh, Unbelievable. I mean, what a day of college football. And I was at the Rose Bowl. If there was one cloud in the sky, I didn't see it. They will have to clean up, especially the special teams mistakes. The two muff punts are unforgivable. The only thing the Rose Bowl was missing was some of that big Penix energy. We go out to the natty, man. Dude's not playing. Let's go. Let's go. First X. Even I think... I think Alabama had a lot of, quote, bad snaps. Sincerely, the waistline of Jeff in Richmond's pants. This call essentially sets the tone. Man, last night's game was amazing. I don't even feel bad about losing. I think I would have felt worse if we had won being a Longhorns fan. Ah! 
My man. Caught one hand by Isaiah Likely. Touchdown, Raven! Isaiah Likely joining us. I was going to go up with you, but he had pulled down on my right arm. I just reached out with one. And when I caught it, the only thing in my mind was going for six. One hand Sunday. Laguna Hills. Roger, do you spell your name with a D? No way. All right. I wanted to talk about the cow, the officiating. The Jags have extended the lead. Him rushing to the front of that box to throw a drink at a fan, chirping him. Dude, you cannot be that easily hooked. Frank Reich. How hard do you think Frank Reich is laughing right now? They tried to kill our coach. They tried to say we were cheating. Well, I'm here to say to all the haters and the losers, listen closely. Cheating works. I love it. Twitter and, and my face. If this guy jumped on Instachat out of nowhere and did a live stream, you want to talk about breaking the internet. Hey, Bill, Bill Belichick, you're on Instachat. How's this thing work? Am I on? Am I live? Wow, Brock Purdy spinning. Mike Silver joining us. He was drafted 260 seconds. This kid doesn't seem to get overly phased by the negative or the positive, but he's just a stone-cold killer out there. Or I'm the guy that called at the beginning of the year. I'm 77 years old. Now, if I'm not mistaken, Lou, didn't you call last year and say you're 75? I am 75 years old. But you're 77 right now. 75. Today's January 3rd. 77. How did you have two birthdays? 75. Are you a time traveler? <laughs> Mark Pope. Jim Rome, I'm doing so good, man. You talk about 30-year listener. You can put me on that list. Firing Darvin Ham is not going to do jack. So you might as well at least try to take that banner down first. You embarrassed yourselves. You embarrassed your fans. You embarrassed your city. And you embarrassed me. Take it down now. Let me tell you something. If anybody's going to dominate the criminal combine, it's this guy. Did you see the vert on this guy? No credit to everybody who stood around and watched it, too. Is she all right? Probably not, man. Shaquille Romeo, happy new year, my brother. Twitter. Awesome to hear brother. that you're going to interview legendary K-Rock DJ Jed the Fish. Not the same dude. Richard Blade will not be in hour three. Fellow Hall of Famers Kevin and Bean will not be in the first hour, although if they want to, I do it. Forget about the poor man. Tuesday, bro, you were shot out of a cannon, bro. I'm stoked on you, bro. I know you're constantly reinventing, but I, you got a lot of piss and vinegar going, bro, and I totally love that. My beef is with myself. Her brother is down his luck. He'll only be here a couple of weeks. Well, it's been three years. Drinking my top shelf, laying on the couch all day. Got a beef with Caleb from Green Bay for letting Mark from Boston not only come into his own house and win the smack off, but take a big deuce in his toilet at the same time. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Wore the offense of Buffalo, uh, set fire to the Dolphins. Damn it, I lost it. Run me. You don't need to tell me, Terry. Oh, I'm also a Packer fan. You're talking to somebody who is. Who's 67. And most of all, you do not need to tell me how old you are. Because I'm a stupid 16-year-old. Ah. Twelvewood has been promoting Garrett Ritt as a guest, and I love Ritt. I'll have my people talk to your people. Dude, have you... Is there nobody else to interview? <laughs> Steve Avila, your teams go as you go. Am I right, Steve? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if that's how you want to see it. A Molinari of a line in Tennessee. Do better, do better, do better, do better, do better. Gentry. Shakira, Bruce Willis. Global warming. It sucks. Let's do it. I'd love it, man. Great to talk to you, Jim. Escape room. Hashtag fat. Right back at you, Jim. Thanks so much. I think I've been pretty consistent with my word. If you call me, I'll be back. Let's go. Connor, what are you thinking, bro? Who's got it better than me? Naysayers. Nobody. See you at the bar. Good night now. Do you know the amazing thing about that, aside from that was an amazing thing, that was four days. That wasn't the week that was. That was the four days that were. Am I right?
Not two, not three. Four. That's how much quality programming we jammed into four days. But as good as that is, it takes a maestro like Alvin Deloro to edit that and produce that up and present it as such. That was awesome. And Tommy doing his thing. Jack Savage intimidating people in the back row doing his thing. That's pretty awesome. XR4TI all showing up. You know, I mentioned earlier we had James in Portland on hold. I lost him. But then again, that's all right. He would have just said, Jimmy, my man. And then hung up. And made some crack about Alvin's sex life. And probably mixed in something about great Penix energy. And then he would have ended it with, and I'm 69 years old. Run me. Come on. Come on. Forgot that. There you go, James. There's your call. I made it for you. The ones get it done. Granger is offering supplies and solutions for every industry as well as access to product experts ready to answer your toughest questions. Call or click Granger.com or stop on by. So far, so good. I love that first week of the year. My thanks to Steve Avila, Gerald McCoy, James Kelly, the big head, my XR4TI crew. You clones had a good week. Have a great weekend. See you Monday. We're out.